Good morning, and we welcome to the program for the first time uh, Ripley County Assessor Candidate uh, Richard Block. Good morning to you, Richard. Hey, good morning, Tom. Good morning, Ripley County. And uh, first off, uh, do a little bit of an introduction. Uh, folks who uh, may not know you, if you can give us a little bit about your background and um, you know where you went to school and so forth. Yeah, sure. Thanks. And that that's probably the biggest thing I hear is people just don't know me. That's because I've been gone for uh, 20 years. So I grew up here in Johnson Township. I uh, went to school at South Ripley. I graduated there uh, in 95 and uh, went to West Point. Got commissioned um, through the Military Academy, uh, getting degrees in history and systems engineering. I went to school at, um, I'm sorry, I went to flight school at Fort Rucker, Alabama, where I became a UH-60 Blackhawk pilot and spent the majority of my career uh, commanding aviation units um, and holding high staff positions uh, in the U.S. military. I've been to Germany, Korea, Afghanistan, Iraq, uh, Egypt, a um, few places on the East Coast to include Washington, D.C., which uh, I'm here to tell you is probably worse than Iraq in some ways. <laughs> so uh, um, I was fortunate enough, though, um, I uh, came back uh, from Iraq. I actually wanted to get closer to home as I had some uh, you know, family members that were that were in poor health and, and aging, and I wanted to spend some time with them, make sure the kids got to know them. So I asked to come back to Indiana, um, and they sent me to Indiana, Pennsylvania, which is, I, I guess that's the Army's little little humor there. Um, but uh, it actually turned out to be a great assignment. The Indiana University of Pennsylvania um, was an ROTC program, very good program. But while I was there at that university, I got my MBA. I graduated number one in my class while holding down my full-time job, um, which led to a promotion where I was in charge of the Northeast region of the United States for the ROTC program with uh, nine states, 41 host universities, and 119 colleges. After I retired from the Army, I went to work for Amazon um, and saved them quite a bit of money, improved a lot of working conditions for the associates. They had me traveling coast to coast, um, kind of working on a lot of projects that were plaguing the company. I was able to save them $23 million. Uh, and then I went and I stood up Amazon Air, um, having a lot of aviation experience, obviously. And I wrote all of their operating procedures and all their training procedures uh, for their ramp operations and stood up their very first air hub in Wilmington, Ohio. Uh, then I came back home and just wanted to uh, retire. I've been coaching uh, basketball and baseball. I've missed nine years of, of family time. Um, so, yeah, I got to retire early. I've been retired for two years, but, you know, at what cost? So I've just been trying to get that time back with my family. Um, and at the urging of a lot of folks here in the community, they wanted me to kind of come back and, and run for the successor office. And uh, after a lot of hand-wringing and thinking about it and praying, um, you know, we decided this was this was probably not the best thing for me or my family, but it was the best thing for the community. So, And as far as uh, now, what uh, rank did you uh, reach uh, in the service? So President Obama let all of the combat veterans retire early. So I got to get an early retirement. Um, I retired at major right before my lieutenant colonel board. Um, so I took that lease on life, and that's when I went into Amazon and worked there and made, um, you know, it was a far more lucrative adventure than what the army was i'm here to tell you but but uh still it was i think that was the highlight of my life was uh was serving in the military looking back on it you know what i've what i have gotten out um when i did I, you know i don't know uh, maybe i would have stayed a few more years you, you kind of don't realize what you have until it's gone you know mm -hmm. so any regrets of not uh, taking your lieutenant colonel boards no yeah. i mean the family time was there i mean that was that was the big reason it was it was motivated by family uh, i think far too long i'd I'd maybe put my career first and, uh, you know, I got to a point in my life where it was, it was time to come home, time to come home and be with my family. 
And as far as uh, your educational background, if you can expand on that a little bit, um, you know, you know what your um, uh, what I guess got you into finances. Oh, okay, yeah. So, uh, first of all, when I was at West Point, uh, I, I did very well in history. I was just drawn to the instructors there. Um, so it was a, actually a very specific history. I got military history from West Point. Um, I credit that course with helping me keep all my men alive. I, I never lost a single soldier or an aircraft, uh, whether it was a training accident or whether uh, it was on a deployment or by any enemy action. And uh, that was due to my geopolitical understanding uh, and my ability to apply uh, current events to historical examples and then draw uh, lessons learned from that and maybe prevent myself from making the same mistakes. Um, and then systems engineering helped me be a problem solver, uh, which I did in the military. I mean, every time you went somewhere, it was an ambiguous situation, um, but also helped me a great deal at Amazon. Um, you go in there and just look at their processes from a very objective standpoint uh, and, and really go in and make a huge impact very early on. Uh, and then my MBA, uh, you know, I was always you know, I've always had a business mind. You know, I, I see products, and I think they could be better. I see processes, and I, and I, I think how they can be more efficient. I, I've just always had a mind like that. So getting an MBA was, was natural, uh, and it came naturally to me. Obviously, I did very well in the course. I received the school's Most Outstanding Business Student Award uh, in 2011 when I got my MBA. Um, graduated number one in my class there, like I mentioned earlier. Um, but that has also helped me um, at, at Amazon. But it also helped me when I was in the assessor. I was looking at the assessor office, um, learned something in the MBA program called staple yourself to an order. And if you're, if you own a business here and you're listening to this podcast, then you, you basically just become a customer for yourself and you walk yourself right through every step of, of the ordering process, um, all the way through customer service and returns. And you kind of find the friction points. Well, I did an appeal, um, with my taxes I'm here a few years ago, and I was able to kind of staple myself to an order um, with the assessor department and kind of saw how the sausage was made uh, and kind of saw some of the friction points there. And then I started talking to more people and realized that it wasn't just me that was experiencing that. It was it was a lot of folks. Uh, and I think that kind of also shaped my decision to help me run for this office. And then um, as far as your uh, your time in the service, uh, did you have a uh is there uh, really any time where uh, you had a preference between uh, serving on the home front or serving overseas, or did it really matter to you? <laughs> you know, because uh, it, it just seems like uh, depending on who I talk to, uh, you know, some people like to, they like getting overseas and seeing the world, and other people, uh, they like, you know, serving domestically. So I'll tell you two things. Um, they, West Point actually wanted me to come back and be an English instructor at, at the United States Military Academy. And of course, the global war on terror was on, and there was no way I was going to miss that to go be an English instructor at a university. So uh, I guess to each his own on that one. But um, the military wasn't always a pleasant experience. I have four young children, or I did at the time when I was in the military. Um, so there was a lot of uh, back and forth on, you know, should I stay in? Should I make this a career? Or should I come home and be with a family? And I'll tell you, there's a lot of my peers that, you know, went through multiple divorces or, you know, couldn't couldn't do the back-to-back-to-back deployments. I was fortunate that I got to see all my kids born. I was fortunate that I had a couple home assignments in between deployments. Um, So I I can't really complain about that, but that probably helped me stay in. But I'll be honest with you, Tom, it it got to the point where I just didn't trust the next guy to take care of my men. And 
if that meant my life to, to save them, then that's fine. Um, we have a long history of military service in my family uh, from this area, all actually dating all the way back to the Civil War. Um, the first Richard Block joined the 7th Indiana Infantry Regiment here. I was the 2nd Regiment commissioned out of Indiana for the Civil War, uh, then through World War II, and then obviously here. You know, my grandpa was wounded three times in World War II. Um, so it's, uh, you know, something that we take seriously. It's a strong commitment. My son, my oldest son is in the ROTC program at Indiana university. He is, uh, he's finishing up his first year there in Bloomington. He's going to be a military officer too. And we're very proud of him. And, uh, have you, when, in your conversations, has he, uh, relayed any, uh, stories that you can kind of identify with? <laughs> yeah, there's uh, there's definitely some uh, generational links there. Um no matter uh, when you served uh, in the military, but yeah, the the paperwork and the the bureaucracy and then you know some of the the dark sarcastic humor and, and wit there, but but uh no, he's he's just starting out and they're not too cruel to him in ROTC. I mean, after all they still are college kids and uh, I don't think they're trying to give them the the whole uh <laughs> yeah. the the whole experience up front might drive them away. Yeah. So as opposed to, uh, say you go into West Point, you know, yes, that's, uh, yeah, quite a bit, quite a bit different, uh, in a lot of regards, but there's some positives too. I mean, it's nice having him two hours away and his, and his mom, you know, really appreciates that fact. Uh, but you know, we've had some deaths close to the family and he's been able to come home and attend those funerals, which, uh, you know, if he was at West Point, mm-hmm. um, that, that might've, you know, not been the case. So, uh, and there's some other sacrifices you make to go to the military academy too. And then with that, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout. We'll continue our conversation with Ripley County Assessor Candidate uh, Richard Block. He's running on the Republican ticket, and uh, we will talk to him and continue on right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let To Go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To Go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville To Go, big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our conversation with Richard Block. He is a candidate for Ripley County Assessor. And uh, Richard, uh, of course, you mentioned your business background and an MBA, which is uh, Quite an quite an impressive feat, and uh, and now uh, as far as that's concerned, what uh, prompted you to uh, decide to uh, run for assessor? Well, it was a combination of things. Um, obviously, I talked about missing a lot of my family time um, due to my military deployments, and then even with Amazon, I mean, I was I was gone for a year and a half um, just working there, so it was important to come home and and make my family a priority, but. I started having some issues with the assessor's office personally and come to find out talking through a lot of friends and and business owners and other farmers and landowners in the community, um, people were having similar, if not worse issues. Uh, so it had always kind of rubbed me the wrong way, but I guess before I got to Amazon, um, this is about 2019, there was a, uh, proposed fire territory there in Johnson township where they wanted to, um, raise property taxes on landowners. Uh, I think the current tax was 2.4% and they wanted to increase that to 11.4% or was it? Yeah. Which is insane. So the worst part about it was the landowners were going to have to fund this for sales fire department yet. Not all the landowners received 
for sales fire department services to include where I was raised and all the people around there who had raised me, um, to include my in-laws who I'd married my neighbor in high school prom date, which is such a cliche, but we did and <laughs> we stuck it out. <laughs> but, uh, um, so it didn't sit right with me. So I went up there and I got very actively involved and I uh, was able to kind of organize, um, all the people who were opposed to it. Uh, we went out and, and uh, got a bunch of remonstrances against the fire territory. Uh, and then of course we, um, we did a lot of stuff behind the scenes to make sure that that wouldn't happen. And even going to the town hall meetings and talking to the folks there uh, and just letting the voices of the people we heard and advertising that anyway, it was defeated, which was very good. But it was after that, that a lot of people started coming up to me and say, Hey, have you thought about politics of which I'm not a politician? You know, I'm a, you know, even you talk about business background, even when I was a business guy, I've never really identified as a businessman. It's always been, I'm a soldier. Um, I'm a leader and that's what I, I like to do, but I've stamped out incompetence everywhere I've been, whether it's been in the military or whether it's been at, at Amazon. Um, and I didn't put it up there, put up with it there. And, you know, I'm not going to put up with it in my backyard. So I guess the voices kind of grew louder and louder as the election approached. And, uh, you know, I finally, I talked it over with my wife. We did a lot of praying, like I said, and uh, um, even though it wasn't in the best interest of me or my family, I mean, I had a pretty good gig being retired. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, you know I don't need another nine to five job, but I, I think that the county needs this. I think that uh, we can make a lot of changes for the better in the assessor's office. And, uh, you know, I'm volunteering my services once again, and I'm happy to do so. Now, uh, if you uh, happen to uh, you know make it through the primary, then uh, go on to uh, win the general in uh, November. Uh, what can uh, Ripley County taxpayers expect uh, if they go into the assessor's office uh, with you uh, running it? I'll tell you, first thing you can expect is, uh, is transparency and good customer service. Um, that was, I think people forget, especially maybe in the assessor's office or when you have another office that where there's some te- technical skills involved, um, or numbers, um, maybe people tend to think that, oh, I'm just a, a bean counter or, you know, I'm a number cruncher or, you know, I'm a, I'm a tax person. No, you're an elected official or you work for an elected official. Elected officials work for the people. Your business is people. My business, even when I was flying helicopters in the army or when I was working at Amazon, my business was people. It wasn't getting a box from point A to point B you know, or flying troops from point A to point B. My business was people, managing people's careers, being a good mentor, um, being transparent, giving people good feedback, trying to make them the best them they could be, right? Uh, and I think that we've missed that. So that's the first thing. Uh, then transparency, it's a great, great website out there. Uh, GIS, Ripley County GIS, Gulf India Sierra. Um, look that up, put that in your Google machine. Please go on there. Look at this, all the public records you can see everybody's property taxes. You can see their assessments. You can see what their payments have been um, for the last few years. Uh, It's crazy how quickly assessments have gone up. I'm very concerned about that. Uh, I don't think there should be knee-jerk reactions to inflation. I don't think there should be, um, you know, knee-jerk reactions to the amount of money that people are spending on properties around here. I don't think that landowners should be punished. Uh, just because somebody comes here from California and wants to pay, you know, 10 times the market value for something. Uh, and I don't agree that assessment should be the market value, right? And uh, I know during my appeal process a couple years ago that that was one of the things that Assessor Bushhorn had told me was that she had the power from the state to raise assessments to fair market value, which I've 
have an article out here in the paper um, in the Versailles Republican and the Osgood Journal that clearly shows that that is not the case with plenty of citations and documentations because I've been told that I make that up out of thin air, which I, I promise you I, I don't make anything up. Um, so I encourage people to, to read that. I encourage people to be educated. I encourage people to go to that GIS website and just look on there and just look at the, just look at people's stuff. It's public record. It's not a big deal. Look at my stuff. Look at, look at the assessor stuff. Look at your stuff. Look at your neighbors. Uh, maybe you can find inconsistencies in there. And that's what I want to solve. I want people, everyone I've talked to in Ripley County, super great people, super great. Everybody wants to pay their fair share, but what is fair share, Right. And people don't want to see their tax dollars wasted or squandered or going to things that, you know, don't benefit them. And, and that's fine. I understand that. But we just need to be consistent. We need to be uniform. Um, one of the things in my campaign, I, in my family, we've been here since the 1840s. Um, but we're a small family. Um, so I'm not really beholden to anybody. I don't have a whole lot of relations in the area. Um, I have not taken money for my campaign. There's been some people that have contributed anonymous donations, you know, to some of my friends and family to give to me at which point I had to take them. But I can't tell you how many times people have had their pocketbook open. And I said, I don't want your money. And it's not because that I don't respect that they want to try to help me win, but it's, it's that I don't want to take from anybody. And two, I don't want to be beholden to anybody. I don't want someone to say, Oh, well, you know, the reason this guy's taxes are lower is because, you know, Rich received a huge contribution from them or, you know, those guys are family and whatever. Look, I'm not about that. I'm about fair. I'm about consistent. I'm about transparent. And I want to put processes in place in that office to where if I'm not there anymore, the next guy can't come in and mess it up. Right. So, I, I, again, I just want to make assessor great again. And then uh, as far as your uh, your property uh, now, do you you have a house or is it a farm? Uh, what What exactly do you have? Uh, so, so I built a house. I was looking for land forever when I was in the military and, uh, uh, fortunate enough to get a place kind of between Rexville and Cross Plains. Uh, we own 80 acres. Uh, I built a house there, uh, and then we built a pole barn. Okay. So, okay. It, but we don't farm it. I mean, it's not for agricultural purposes. Uh, I'm a big hunter, so yeah. I like to hunt, take my kids hunting a lot. So it's, it's pretty much all woods. The, the land's not worth a lot. They, they logged it out quite a bit before they sold it, which is mm -hmm. typically a practice before you buy a, a wooded acreage. Um, but it's fine. You know, I was happy to get it. Uh, my wife uh, now teaches, teaches special ed up at uh, South Ripley. So we're back in the same school district where we graduated high school from. Um, it's kind of like life has come full circle for us there. And it's, uh, I'll tell you what, I could have retired anywhere in the world I wanted. Uh, you know, I've got some of my, my best friends <laughs> in the military who are living in Eastern Europe or living in Costa Rica like kings. Um, but I wanted to come back to Ripley County because this is my home. This is where I'm from. Um, the people who raised me here, I, you know, I have great relationships with them. I love them. Um, but it's just a great place to raise a family. Uh, we have so many opportunities here that people take for granted. You know, if you're in a big city, I mean, your kids can't play all the sports that they would have the opportunities to play here. And it just kind of opens up a lot of things for them. And then of course, just the good foundation, the churches here are amazing. If you haven't gone church hopping, you know, just like going to different restaurants, dude, church hop. It's great. There, there's a lot of great speakers out there. There's a lot of uh, great folks in this community. Very good. Well, uh, Richard Block, uh, Ripley County Assessor candidate, we appreciate your time uh, coming in this morning, and uh, all the best to you. I really appreciate it, folks. And remember, May 3rd is the big day.